Welcome to Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm your co-host, Mason. What's up, Mason? Hey, it's good to be back on, Nick. It's good to be talking to you. And uh, update on me, I hit my halfway point out here in uh, the beautiful lot in Oklahoma. It's only so halfway. down. I know. Yeah, three more weeks. Woo! And so, I know. <laughs> I did finally eat at this, like, uh, Japanese steakhouse, like a teppanyaki comparable to Tebanyaki in Utah back home or one of those uh, hibachi steakhouses. Oh, nice. And for a lot in Oklahoma, it was pretty good. Did they? And so did, that was a highlight of my week. Did they do the exact same routine as they do it? I feel like you go to these like Tebanyaki style places and every guy has the exact same routine. You know, I actually, he did switch it up. Like he was different than uh, the other chefs I've had in the past. He was actually a Caucasian white male. Tep- yeah, hibachi chef. And I've actually never ha- seen or had a chef, uh, you know, a hibachi chef that was a, a white male. And so that was, that was actually quite interesting. And he was, he was pretty good. He was, he had some different jokes. Like he threw a, a, a pea, like the, the vegetable, like a girl. And he's like, I pee on you. <laughs> that was like a little, <laughs> it was like a little racy, like pushed in a little bit. <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. And yeah. So that was pretty funny. Actually. I'd never seen that before. And then he made a giant smiley face out of the, the rice and then he was like it's winking and he made it wink and then he was like now it's japanese and he like flattened out the eyes <laughs> but, <laughs> wow nice <laughs> oh man speaking of peas though uh lexi her our other coach uh, gave her a jersey he gave her a jersey and it was this polar bear like like looking out of the ice with like a hockey stick but around the oh. hole like he was in the hole in the ice and then it, there was little like peas on the outside of the hole. And he's like, well, I got to tell you this joke. And he's like, do you know how to, do you know how to catch a polar bear? Kick him an ice hole? No. <laughs> so you put peas around the hole, cut a hole in the ice, put peas around the hole. When he goes to take a pea, you kick him, you kick him in the ice hole. <laughs> so it was like two puns when he goes out to take a pea. You kick him in the ice hole. I was about to take a pee. Oh man, that's a that's a good jersey. Yeah, <laughs> two so... for one on the puns. <laughs> so yeah, she's got a new <laughs> polar bear. She's got a new polar bear jersey. So that's what that peed you know peed on you from the teppanyaki guy reminded me of. I mean, I guess we can just go into youth hockey this week. We uh, played two games and we played down in Provo, like we talked about, and then we played back at South Davis, um, and we lost both of them. Ooh, tough day. That's a lot of driving. Yeah, a lot of well, driving. Yeah, and it was two uh, shutouts. Wow, ouch. Yeah, so I don't know what was up with the kids last night or yesterday, I guess. It was yesterday morning and day, but, yeah, we just didn't have a goal. <laughs> not a goal that's, to win that's or a goal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a, there's not a whole lot of words to rally the team after the second game there. It's like no goals today losses you know you put in a hundred miles or so of driving yeah and i i feel i feel bad for the parents and stuff and i feel bad for the kids and yesterday was just not our day but i guess we got to go back to practice this week and work harder hey you just yeah you gotta take it you know when you win some you lose some gotta get back to work and move on yeah so we're gonna gonna push the kids a little bit more this week gonna be a bunch of squirts bag skating this weekend right <laughs> bag skating <laughs> the squirts yeah 
Definitely. I don't think I don't think uh, that's in the USA Hockey ADM program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bag skating squirts, but it's all right. We'll it's get back the wind to out it. Out of the DC wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really think it was our first period. Like each game, we were down five nothing after the first, and I really just think we needed a better start. But we also needed one goal. Yeah. I mean, uh, one goal in a situation like that can really spark some momentum or, you know, just uh, boost morale in, in those situations. So, all right, well, you know, better luck next weekend. <laughs> That's right. Back to practice. We actually don't have a game next weekend, so it, it might be better just to take a weekend off and clear it. Maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get we'll, some street hockey yeah. going this weekend, you know, something. Get them on the streets. Yeah, you can get the the kids and the parents together like your big ice day, but without – Lexi going through the ice without ice. Or, <laughs> yeah, without ice. Can't go. Yeah. Hopefully, you can't go to the asphalt. Just maybe wash the manhole covers or something. But uh, had a men's league game on Friday night. We uh, we won that one. But uh, nice. So a big uh, big turnaround from last week. So that yeah, was good. And I, I one of the Van Comans got to win. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got we got one W this weekend between both of us. So. It didn't turn out to be a total loss of a weekend. But, no, it was a good weekend still playing hockey. We we were on the ice five times in 48 hours between me and Lexi. So a lot of ice time. I look forward to the weekends no matter what the scores of the games are. But that's about it. Yeah, that's, so, yeah that's about it. So you the, can do a lot worse, you know, when you get on the ice five times. Yeah. As we cut each other off. But that's about it for men's league hockey, I guess, too. Not much going on. Just, well, a lot going on, but. I still haven't heard any updates in the Salt Lake County Men's League. I am still anticipating a, a summer season starting, but mention a few. Uh, there is a Fort Sill, like Fort Sill Roller, like Fort Sill Hockey Club or something like that. They have a little outdoor rink here, uh, roller rink, and they have these like Tuesday and Thursday pickup games. And uh, yeah, I found the Facebook page and I'm trying to get in contact with the, the dude that looks to be running it and be like, hey, because I'm out here with no gear since I flew. And I was like, is there any like, rental stuff around here or like anybody that has extra stuff or you know you know anywhere like i could buy you know cheap pair of skates or something on craigslist so they don't got a, they don't got a di out there and maybe i think there's more like a goodwill or, or something like that yeah you get <laughs> the, yourself uh, a franklin yeah. stick you know like a franklin street stick and who knows what kind of roller blades you can find but get something out there <laughs> Just go out there looking like 1970s or 80s with a Franklin or a Coho or something, and yeah, just uh, just go, you know, the the skateboard helmet, and then you go the snow gloves, um, the oversized jersey or the jersey that's too small, and then you go with the Newsweeks tape to your shins and the roller skates. Beautiful, maybe a pair of sweats <laughs> underneath that. Pair of sweats, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. That I can't wait to see the picture. That would be that will be great. Yeah. So I'll give you guys the update if I make it onto the roller rink. Hey, if you you need just buy yourself a new street stick and have a ship there. You're gonna be there for three more weeks. I might as well. Yeah. I asked my wife. I was like, could you would you want to ship uh, ship my rollerblades? And she was like, that's that's so expensive. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have rollerblades? I do. They're sitting in my garage. I have a nice pair of blades that I, yeah, I didn't pack them in my bags coming out of here when I flew. And then I was like, yeah, I found out, found this league was still going. So I had heard of this before when I was here, but I, I didn't know if COVID had shut it down, you know, now or, 
what what the deal was or if it was still around and yeah it's still here and i reached out to a buddy that was stationed here and he's like yeah here's a facebook page and i'm like ah dang it i should have packed a, brought a bigger bag and packed <laughs> my, my blades and gloves i would if i would have had you know gloves blades and a helmet i would you know i could i'd go buy a stick you know it'd be too easy to go get a stick somewhere but maybe there's a big five around there you know there might uh you know there might be a big five in london Sometimes there's a big five. I got like the street sticks and you might like, are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. You'll probably find all lefts, but maybe you just need to play it backwards. You know, the one kid who like shows up to like youth hockey and he like holds his stick the wrong way. And (laughs) you're like, what's going on with this stick, bro? It's a left-handed stick. Well, I'm not, I'm right-handed. Like, well, did you get a right-handed stick? I don't know. My dad bought this one for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know you're like might as well just start with a straight blade we have no idea <laughs> yeah get him the straight blade so you want yeah, to talk so you want to talk to... you want to talk uh, junior hockey yeah let's hit up these uh, junior teams in Utah so it looks like the Mustangs they uh I'm guessing I haven't seen the final score of the game but I think they're gonna sweep the Bulls this weekend I know they won the first two and they were up three uh, nothing going into the third on the Bulls so looks like the Mustangs had a pretty good weekend um, that that is good, and, and they've they were, been getting closer to them in the, the standings, the Bulls, because that's been the top, the first place team. So, well, three wins for them and three losses for Pueblo. I don't know that might put them in top spot in that Mountain Division. Nice, and then the Outliers um, beat the Eagles four to two and three to two in OT last night. Looks like dude, the the, <laughs> the Eagles have been not had much success. weren't they here last weekend? Or yeah, last yeah, they got beat up by everybody. I they think just they went, went one on and three. Yeah, <laughs> just went on a state beating. Hey, well, that's good for uh, the Outliers Mustangs. It seems like the Utah teams have ter- picked it up. Like as of recently, like the standings, they were all the the bottom three teams, and now the Ogden's in number in the second spot. Well, I think Ogden might have been you know third or fourth, but yeah, they've jumped up the second spot, and it seems like the Provo and Outliers teams are winning a lot more games, and they Provo beat Pueblo three times last week too, the, the first team. So, so it looks like the Utah you know, teams are on the up. rise. Yeah. Provo, I don't think played this weekend. I think they were off. So, but looks like it was a solid weekend from a uh, juniors teams in Utah this weekend. Yeah. So anybody you got any guys out there in the Salt Lake area or the Ogden area, Weber County area, or down South in the Utah County area, want to catch some junior hockey. Uh, look up these teams. Yeah, the Provo Riverblades, Salt Lake Outliers, or the Ogden Mustangs. So you want to talk Grizzlies? Yeah, let's hit up the Utah Pro Team. Yeah, so Utah Grizzlies in action this weekend at home. They uh, lost Friday night 5-2, and then they actually lost last night in a shootout. And then they uh, turned things around today and won 4-3 this afternoon. Yeah, they did get the dub. Tough weekend with two losses, but they got the win today. Still sitting in sixth place with that seven four three and two record, and the winning percentage of five ninety four. Now, did the shootouts? Do those go into the winning percentage? How does that work? I think yeah. So I, I think does it's it count like as they a have half wins, a win? losses. They have like wins, losses, OT losses, and shootout losses. Yeah, but based on a winning percentage, I guess. If you lose every game in OT, does that mean you're a 500 team? <laughs> I I don't know on that one because that's how it works in the well, NHL. I mean, if you lose you every game in point, OT, yeah. you get one 100 point. You end up being 500. So 
So the shootout That's loss. So I guess they, I guess they pick up, you know, three out of the six points available this weekend. If yeah, you look so at it still that not way. a bad weekend as far as points and standings go. And the games, I mean, they lost five two on Friday, so yeah. Or, yeah, Friday. So I got away from them, but they were competitive the rest of the way. You know, last night was in the shootout. At, you know, past regulation, and today they get they get a goal. Like the season is just. ECHL season's been competitive. Yeah, I know. I know they. I know they're still sitting in that sixth place, but I. I don't know. I'm feeling something good this year at the Grizzlies. I really think. I mean, I feel like that every year I root for my own team. You're like, oh, maybe this year, right. Kelly Cups coming to Utah. Maybe we. Yeah, I. It's definitely uh, within the like you know reach. I think a playoff series win, a couple of them, and Kelly Cup appearance. That'd be great to see. 20, 25th anniversary, they bring the, the championship back to Utah like they started. If that happens, we'll bring it live. You know, we'll <laughs> we'll go to the game and, and, you know, the Kelly Cup finals and we'll let everybody know how the experience was and maybe we'll Facebook live it or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be freaking <laughs> awesome. But I, I don't know. I feel like the Grizzlies are on the up and up. I do too. And uh, one thing that I, I saw was pretty interesting or cool, and we'll see what comes of it. But, uh, yeah. Charlie Gerard and Ian Schneed that were on the Grizzlies, the Minnesota Mankato guys, they were teammates in Minnesota. State, they are on the Eagles uh, training camp roster along with uh, Matt App, defenseman. And then we talked about last week, last week how Parker Hagen got signed by them. And they put out that on their page. But, yeah, those guys were on the training camp roster. So we'll see what if anything comes of it, if they rock an Eagles sweater next week in their first game or, you know, if they return to Utah. I mean, it's always bittersweet when your guys get called up because, you know, it's good to see them succeed, but then you're like, we just lost a good guy. So, but Dang it. Yeah, Charlie Gerard was leading the team in goals. So <laughs> Either the Grizzlies will be happy to have him back if he comes back or be happy for him if he moves up. So I guess we need to, like, maybe pray for a bad training camp. Maybe, you know, get, get, <laughs> get the Geno the Gino scoring rookie back here. I'm getting, I'm getting selfish here, you know, Utah fan. I'm getting selfish. But did you see uh, Matthew Brashear got the Inglassico Player of the Week in the UCHL? So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Second time Utah's brought that home. Yeah, so it looks like another special, you know, Utah is getting another bucket of pucks. Another special program. That's cool, yeah, because what Diego Cuglietta won it the first weekend of the, the season, yeah. actually. I just need to get my we got we need to get our name on the list for the, the donation for the bucket of pucks. Yeah, get the DC wind on there. <laughs> yeah. We're in the name for a bucket of pucks. <laughs> we need a new bucket of pucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if there's a list for a sign up list for a bucket of pucks. Well I don't know. But you know hey if in Glasgow wants to yeah do that maybe they want to sponsor the show we could be repping <laughs> in Glasgow. Maybe we should be just every weekend. Let's just skip the player of the week and let's just call in Glasgow and see if they want to sponsor the show. Like hey you know, welcome to Cup Top, brought to you by In Glasgow. You know, no, no shame. We can be plugging them all day. Bucket of pucks. That's our price. Bucket of pucks. <laughs> and you're on the show. That's right. That's right. But it uh, looks like they got next home games will be February 12th, 13th, and 14th. So Valentine's Day, you know. Ooh, yeah. You want to get romantic, go to the ice rink, and then go back home for, you know, some fun activities. <laughs> a little a little <laughs> shinny in the in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the Grizzlies score some goals and then hopefully score some of your own. Sticking it between the wickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, but it's it's been pretty good this year for the Grizzlies, I think. I think they've been doing pretty well. Everything I see, 
Looks like things are on the up and up for the Grizzlies. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be fun to see how they finish out. And yeah, if we get some, I mean, for sure, I think we're going to get some playoff hockey in Utah. And uh, it'll be great to see if we get some Ke- Kelly Cup finals. I'm putting money on it. I don't know if you can bet on ECHL hockey, but I'm putting some money on the Grizzlies to win the Kelly Cup finals. You like that? <laughs> you like that St. Louis fan? But like $400 on um, like January 1st for the Blues? Yeah. You know, winning the Cup. Yeah. And then cash. They were in last place at the time, too, though. So that was really bold. And the odds were way stacked against them. So he capitalized big when he got, he got 100 grand after that Stanley Cup, that, that game seven. And I remember hearing the story that Vegas offered him like 75. Like, we'll just split or, you know, yeah, with you if you, if you call it after game five or whatever. And he was like, no way. And they lost game. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> but he got it. Yeah. So, and then the Grizzlies have their, they have home games scheduled. They got 13 more home games scheduled um, between now and March 28th. So, that's a lot of hockey coming to Utah. So, plenty of chances to get out there to watch a Grizzly game still. Yeah. So, be sure to get out, you know, get your Grizzlies tickets early with that 1800 fan cap at utahgrizzlies.com or call that 801-988-8000. Or, you know, you can always get a flow hockey description that we keep mentioning that we might be doing flowhockey.tv or listen for free on mixler.com yeah and the echl actually um announced there's going to be a savannah georgia team next year too i get starting next year but yeah the savannah georgia savannah georgia you know just savannah, gotta, georgia. you just gotta pour it out like molasses you know a little tangy a little twang to it there you go i like it that's cool georgia hockey you know, it's, it's good to see hockey going back there <laughs> to the ECHL level after <laughs> Atlanta. You know, the NHL program didn't didn't last, didn't stick, but uh, maybe they can get a decent following in Savannah for an EC team. I would think. I think when you lose a team like the Jets, you know, the Jets lost their team, you know, and then yeah. a couple years later they bring it back. So who knows? Atlanta, this is also, I mean, that's Atlanta's had two NHL teams actually because the Flames – actually came from Atlanta and went to Calgary. So I guess they've kind of squandered. Oh, they got left twice. Yeah, they've squandered two franchises. Uh, it's the third time a charm. We'll see. I, I think they've had like a couple of those STHL teams, whatever, South Pacific Hockey. It's always like one of those leagues where it's like, it's going one year and then it's not going <laughs> the next year. And <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but uh, ECHL, ECHL Hockey in Savannah, Georgia next year. You heard it here first. Or maybe not, but you heard it here. <laughs> All right, so uh, college hockey happenings. They um, haven't played any games, but this weekend they're going to be playing down in Provo. It'll be Utah State versus BYU Friday and Saturday. Yeah, Battle of the Blue round two as uh, BYU won the first two at Eccles Arena up there in Logan or Eccles Ice Center Yeah, um, a couple weeks ago. So Utah State looking to rebound, try and get some Ws against the Cougars this weekend. Yeah, and actually on our show today, we're going to be interviewing Ethan Weiss. Actually, it, it said a weesey. Yes, I, I can't get it right. No matter how many times I mess it up, as soon as I read it, I look at it and I say, it's Weesey. Ethan Weesey, thinking. goalie for Utah Weesey. State. I keep thinking of the chocolate, like Reese's Pieces, like Reese's Pieces. <laughs> or something. Like Weesey, uh, like Reese's. Reese's? Yeah. All right. So. But tune in for, uh, yeah, a great interview with uh, 
a, a really cool dude and, uh, you know, a good goalie out there in Logan. So should we just head it over to the interview right now? Let's call him up. All right. All right. Today we got Ethan Weesey from Utah State Hockey. How's it going, Ethan? It's going good. How are you guys? We are good. Mason, how are you? Doing well, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing good out here. Good. Fourth Hill, Oklahoma. Um, yeah, Ethan, you guys got your uh, first game, what, two weeks ago now? Or was it yeah. last weekend? Uh, two weeks ago. We played BYU up here in Logan. I bet that was uh, long-awaited. Yeah, it was for sure. It was for sure. There's been a lot of hoops and stuff we've had to jump through to get games going this season, so. It was nice to finally get to be on the ice with everyone. Yeah, it was cool to see, especially with the turnout you guys got. Yeah, I mean, like, usually a BYU game will probably have, like, 2,000 fans there, but circumstances, we only had around, like, 550 people at the game, but... Yeah, I guess what I was getting at, yeah, despite the COVID, you still got, you know, your capacity, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to have some people in the stands for sure. So have you guys just been playing like mostly against each other? I mean, what has it been mostly like this year? Uh, well, a lot of teams in Utah aren't participating this year. Um, I know UBU isn't playing. Uh, Weber, they haven't been cleared to play by the university. Um, I don't even know what Utah is doing, but just yeah, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, us and BYU were like the only teams approved to play by our universities. So we, we've been trying to get stuff scheduled and we decided to play against them. We got those games scheduled, but we don't have like very much stuff planned out. So we go back down to Provo this weekend to play them again for another two-game series. So. So that's going on this weekend down in at the Peaks Arena? Yeah. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Nice. Nice. Are they allowing fans down there? Uh, I think so. I don't know what their circumstances are. I know it, it varies, like, like city to city, and we were under control of, like, our university. I don't know what their university is doing, but I saw they posted on social media that you can, like, buy tickets at the door, so. Nice. So, games this weekend. There's nothing scheduled beyond that for either club, to your knowledge. Uh, no, I. For uh, I mean, for us, we're trying to plan a couple games against uh, teams from Montana. Uh, so one college, Providence. We've played them before in the past. Um, they're they've been trying to get some games going, so they might potentially come down and play us two games and play BYU for a game and then we might go up there for a weekend and play them but nothing is nothing is like set in stone it's just kind of working with like our commissioner and trying to figure out games but it's just just a lot of ups and downs this year yeah so, tough. so do you guys do a lot of practicing still yeah yeah We're, we still practice like three days a week so uh, Tuesday through Thursday so at least you're getting some hockey in I mean it's not really games but you guys probably do a lot of scrimmage games against among your own squad oh yeah yeah we we were planning on having a scrimmage we were going to do like a blue and white scrimmage against our own team um back in november and we had everything set up and approved for it 
and he sold he sold out for that scrimmage in like four hours. Um, we sold all we sold our tickets at the gym on campus, and that was a Friday night because I was working out selling the tickets, and then. Sunday night is when the the governor did that like two week shutdown here in uh, Utah, and we fell under that two weeks, so that got canceled. <laughs> so we had a post. Oh yeah, we had a, yeah, we had to refund a bunch of people, and a bunch of people were they were willing to transfer their tickets to the BYU game because we let them know that that was a possibility that we could do. But it, it was just a crummy situation because you know with the seventy two hours, everything was shut down it went from a super high to a super low real quick yeah yeah and like the whole first semester we've just been waiting to hear from like our university and like uh our our league on what we can do and what we can't and it was like well this is what we're planning to do and then it was like it would get shut down or this is potentially we might do this this weekend and then we get approved and then like stuff yeah stuff was switching back and forth really quickly yeah, but you guys sold out both games against BYU, right? Yep. Yeah. Nice. So are you guys taking a bandwagon down to BYU this this weekend to fill up that barn? Uh, hopefully, we usually have uh, some of our home fans down there. I hear Utah so, State uh, likes to travel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anywhere in the state, you uh, we have away games. We'll have our own fans there, so it's pretty cool. Uh, be able to, you know, drive for two hours into the Provo and be able to hear our little fan section cheering for us. Nice. Is this oh, your yeah. is this your first year at Utah State? Uh, I'm a junior this year. Okay. What what brought you to Utah State? So I I played. Well, I grew up in Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula, in Marquette, right on Lake Superior, and I played hockey since I probably nine or so. Um, and I played high school and then I played juniors and my senior year of high school, I moved out to Montana and played like tier three juniors out there for mm, like three years. Yeah. Three years. And then I, my last year of juniors, I played in Illinois and a couple of my teammates on the team now and from past years, my freshman year and sophomore year. I played with them in Montana and they came out here to play hockey at Utah state. And I stayed in connections with them and, you know, like texting and stuff like that. And a couple of them are asking me what I was doing after juniors, where I was going to go to school. And I was planning on just going to school in Michigan. And one of my buddies was like, you should come out here and play at Utah state. You know, it's a pretty good school. It's affordable. You get to play good hockey, cool landscape. Lots of stuff to do outside the school and the surrounding area. So I just decided on a whim to apply, and I got in and came out here and started to play here. And that was it. Yeah. Kind of a better man. Yeah. I've never been to Utah uh, until I drove out here my freshman year. My car <laughs> full of my year. So you just packed it up and <laughs> drove out and moved out here. That's That's quite a story yeah. there. I guess, yeah, playing in Montana, it wasn't too much of a, too big of a transition, I guess, down to Utah then. Um, yeah. You know, in like similar weather, similar uh, 
scenery out there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. coming out of juniors, were you looking at any, any uh, like D three NCAA schools, or were you look were you uh, looking at ACHA programs like out of juniors, or did you have kind of an idea of what you want to do? Yeah, I I did. Um, I had like a goalie coach back in Michigan that um, I stayed close with all through juniors and like in high school and I had to go home for Christmas and train with him. So he had, he coached for, or he was the goalie coach for some ACHA teams in Michigan, like Davenport. Um, so he was always, you know, like asking me if I wanted to go there and play. Um, I was trying to go for like an NCAA D3 team in uh, Wisconsin, in Milwaukee School of Engineering. Because that's originally what I was doing probably I'm going to school for was engineering. Um, but I mean, after my second year of juniors, I had a pretty like bad hip injury. So I was, my season was cut short from like Thanksgiving all the way to the end. So I had to come back and do training. And then my next year I was still like sidelined a little bit. So after juniors, I was just kind of anywhere that I was <laughs> being able to play hockey still and get into school was kind of my goal. Right. Well, I mean, Utah State has had a, a pretty successful program in the last decade, a couple decades, actually. So I think you picked a good spot to roll into. I was, honestly, I was very surprised about the uh, scores a couple of weeks ago. I remember Utah State just romping BYU for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my yeah, freshman did they, year. Did they recently get a little better? Or they yeah. kind of coming up the last couple of years? I think uh, just from like past teammates that I've had like my freshman year, there's like the seniors that have been there for like four years, they talked about how like they're all the basically all their three years, four years of playing at Utah State, they would yeah, just like beat up on BYU. Um but my freshman year was it was pretty competitive against them. We would I think we only went like two and four against them the whole year and the year before that Utah State would just like romp on Eight nothing, ten nothing, like <laughs> big blowout games. Yeah, and it was always pretty close against them when we played, and we lost the we lost the Wasatch Cup to them, which was a thing. Like we, we Utah State didn't lose that for five years, I want to say in a row, and then like we lost the Mountain West against them, um, and um, then we lost another game against them and it was just like it, they were like our kryptonite basically that year and it was it was super frustrating because they were close games but like we could never really pull ahead on against them until we went to regionals um in arizona and we had a win we were like one of the last seeds to qualify for regionals. we went down there we had to win three games in a row uh which is super tough i mean three back-to-back-to-back games on the weekend. And it's towards the end of the season. Guys are just fighting through, like, injuries and stuff. And our last game was against BYU, and we had to beat them to go to Nationals. And it was – I remember everyone was, like, focused in on the game. We ended up winning, I want to say, like, four to three. Um, And that was, like – that was, like, a huge moment for – everyone especially the seniors that year and then last year they kind of fell off the they fell down a little bit too but this year they kind of picked up again 
Okay. Good competition. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good to see the, you know, the, the competitiveness in, in Utah and the college hockey teams because it's staying up there. Um, and that, I mean, at least from what I've seen from you and Weaver State and BYU, I don't know too much about this uh, Utah Valley team. I haven't heard too much success yet from them, but they've only been out like two or three years, or back around, I think, for two or three years. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. But yeah, no, that's, that's cool. It's, 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 that's awesome that you guys got the win when it counted in Arizona against <laughs> fellow in state rivals. So that's, that's pretty cool to yeah. hear. Um, so yeah, what was that was gonna a question I was gonna ask you. Was that your uh was that freshman year? Was that your is that your most successful year so far as a team when you've been there? Did you guys have a better season last year? Uh I think our, our freshman year was or my freshman year, um, was so far our most I, I feel like our most successful season. Uh last year, um, my sophomore year we had a new coach come in. Um we had a lot of new guys come in as well. So younger players, kind of a couple straight out of like high school. Um, so it was a little bit of a learning curve uh, just with everything, you know, new coach, new players, trying to get stuff figured out. Um, but I think, I, f- I feel like this year we would have had a really good season if we were able to play more games. And circumstances were different, obviously. Do you notice? Yeah, do you notice with the guys that come from in-state inside of Utah that they play a certain style of hockey than the guys that come from out of state? Um, I mean, in the past, so like my freshman year, we had I want to say like ten Alaskans um, that came down here and played, and they all knew each other. Um, and now it's we really don't have too many out-of-staters. We have myself, my roommate, um, the captain for our team. He's from Illinois. And we have like two more Alaskans, and I want to say that's pretty much it. Most of the guys are from Utah. I want to—I mean, it's a little bit. They're the game's a little bit different, but not too much. I want to say probably the most difference is just like size-wise. Uh, we have a couple of guys that are from down in Salt Lake area. They just are a little smaller, but <laughs> they're pretty—they're pretty fast too. So nice. So, who was your youth hockey team growing up? Who was your main youth hockey team? Uh, back home in Michigan? Yeah. So, I I mean, I played, like, up until I was 14, I played, like, house hockey. And I was a forward originally when I was younger, and then I switched to goalie when, I want to say I was, like, 12 or 13 years old. Uh, my team like the goalie didn't just come for our game because he was sick or something. So like someone had his gear. So I was like, oh, I'll play. And I ended up like doing really well. And I, also, I remember my mom came late to the game and she didn't know that I was like playing goalie. And she went up, she was sitting with my dad and she pointed, or she asked, she's like, where's Ethan? I'll see him out there. He goes, oh, he's in the net. And she just like was mortified because she did not want me to play goalie. Uh, <laughs> I think but a lot yeah. of parents feel like that. They don't want their kid to play goalie. I grew I grew up playing goalie. I still play goalie now. But I was going to ask you what what brought you to goalie, but I guess that's the story right there. Yeah, I I played one game. I I had fun. I thought I did pretty well. I think we won like two and one or something like that. I mean, I was super little, but I just remember that I wanted to do that. And so then my dad bought me a helmet, and then it just went downhill from there with gear and everything. (laughs) 
but you're sticking to it, you know. Have you ever missed, like, going back to forward? Do you ever think about if you would have just stuck with forward, if it would have been different, or you think you're happy where you are? Uh, I think, I I mean, I, I would say I wasn't the best uh, offensive player forward, so I think I probably did the right choice of sticking in the crease and staying as a goalie. Uh, last year, actually, we played with, I want to say it was towards like the end, closer to the end of our season, we were playing UVU, Utah Valley, at home. Um, and we had three goalies on our team. So we had a senior, myself, and then we had a freshman. And so we were going to let the freshman kid play. And I talked my coach into letting me shoot up as a player for that one game. And so I practiced that week yeah. as a as a forward and then went into the game and the, the first period I didn't have any shit here. He was kind of like, well, we're, we're going to get up by like a couple goals hopefully. And then we'll throw you in there. More out of time. But then by the third period, I think I was out there for like the last like three minutes straight. <laughs> my guys are, guys are trying to give me the puck to score a goal. And I just sat in front looking for like a, a rebound to toss in. But yeah, I definitely think I, I think I did the better choice of staying in that. <laughs> was the hardest part about switching to player was the skates? Uh, yeah, at first, they're just completely different. I mean, it feels like you're on a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that in high school. I had a couple games where, you know, we didn't have three goalies, but we just had two, and we were actually up in Logan for a game. It was like on an early game on a Saturday, and, you know, uh, we were short a couple guys because it was early in Logan, and... You know, I talked to my coach. The other kid was going to start, and I was like, well, can I play pl- player? And he's like, uh... And I went to, like, the closets. I think I got whatever I could skate-wise, you know, and just threw on player gear. But I remember the skates, there. you felt like rocking chairs. You, you just lean forward, and you just fall over, and you just fell backwards. And so that's one thing. Now I have to, like, switch back between the skates, whether I'm coaching or playing goalie <laughs> quite frequently if I want to stay on my game on both skates. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird feeling for sure. And they just cut so much sharper too. Through the ice. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So you talked about that success or that, you know, that game against BYU wanting to go to nationals, but I was wondering, do you have another, like, or a best moment or maybe a funniest moment that you've had with uh, Utah State? Have you been there in your tenure? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, my freshman year sticks up the most, honestly, probably. Like those games against BYU, I think, as a, as a team-wise, we were going into the Christmas break playing against BYU, and we lost a couple times to them. And we were playing them at home in Logan. It was like the last game before Christmas break. And we were going out for the third period, and we were down 4-1. to one. Um, and I remember when we walked out for the third period, regardless, they should play the fight song, uh, for Utah, yeah, Utah State's fight song. And all the students, like all the fans, uh, do like the hand gestures for it and they sing along to it, which is super cool. And that's awesome. I remember everyone was kind of like down, you know, not, not in a very good mood in our cast at the time, Josh. Uh, he was like hunched over and he used like he was very mad I could tell and I was like what's your problem he's like 
I can't like we're down four to one against BYU. Like this is just a bunch of crap. And I was like, it's gonna be different when we come back this year. Watch, we're gonna we're gonna pull out a W. And we we did. We ended up scoring four more goals, and we won five to four. And we had like a skate with the fans afterwards, and it was just a it was a super cool moment. And like everything was yeah. just rolling for us that period. Yeah, coming back from a three goal deficit that's that's huge. That's hard to do. Yeah. That that really sets up the skate with the fans after the game. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not the greatest thing to do to skate with the fans after a you know a hard loss to your rivals. So, good thing yeah. you guys pulled that out before the fan skate. <laughs> yeah, it, that that game probably. Uh, I remember most vividly. That was definitely a super cool moment. So no. far during my career. Nice. I see you like to do a lot of outdoor stuff on your Instagram. Where's your favorite place you've ever explored? Uh, well, when I lived down in Montana, I've done a lot of high school hikes out there. And for one summer, I was a tour guide in Glacier National Park. I, I've done a bunch of hikes in the park there, overnight stuff, like 30, 40 mile hikes into the wilderness. I actually just got back this morning. I was in Logan Canyon with one of my teammates and we snowshoed in a couple miles and made a little camp and camped out the night and then hiked back in this morning. Nice. What's your favorite place? What's your favorite place in Utah to go and explore? Um, I mean, it's so, Utah's so cool. It's got such a different, like, everything is different depending on where you're at. You're in the north versus the south. Um, I think so far, everywhere I've been, i I really enjoyed just like the national parks and I've gone through all of them. One summer I did, I hit every park in Utah in like five days, but I really like Bryce Canyon national park. Yeah. It's definitely an I've interesting never been one. I've heard it's a lot of fun. I know I'm a bad Utah sometimes, but that's, <laughs> that's cool. You know, all five national parks or all, all the parks in five days, they're not all like necessarily that close to each other. So, yeah, it was a it was a big big trip to do, but it was it was worth it. It was fun. Figured I might as well take advantage of it while I'm here for the four years. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and what it seems like, I played in the AHA for a couple of years, and you know, I've had a, had multiple friends play in the club hockey scene too, and it feels like there's always a guy or one or two guys on the team that like if they tried a lot harder or didn't want to party as much than they probably would have gone D1 or, or uh, you know, to a high junior league. Have you played, have you had any of those guys in your three years at Utah State? You're like, you probably could have ended up somewhere <laughs> if you uh, had a better work ethic or something. Uh, I mean, not, not entirely. I feel like a lot of the guys here just, uh, either they end up, like my roommate, uh, our captains for this year is named Hunter Doyle. He played high school hockey out in Illinois, and he just came out here because he had family that went to Utah State, and he like wasn't planning on playing or playing hockey here or anything. And they thought I had a hockey team, so he tried out. And he says he's kind of like one of those like free agents that like, picked up and they got lucky. Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like most of the guys on the team are. They're pretty good worth ethics, sorry. Um, 
And I mean, most of us are just kind of it's a band of misfits that come together and we just kind of chill well with each other. Nice. Well, cool. I'm glad you guys have a, a dedicated group. It yeah. Sounds like then. Um, uh, I was going to ask, yeah, did, is the uh, number 31, is that, uh, there's any significance to that or is that just something, you, is that, that's who you wear, right? 31, did you land on that? I can't yeah. interaction, or is that just a Utah State jersey? Uh, well, I really wanted 35. Um, that's what I've worn in juniors for a couple of years and, uh, one of the goalie camps I used to go to, there was an individual who wore 35, and he he was going to go play for uh, the London Knights in the OHL. Um, oh, he, yeah. Yeah, he was one of, like, the top uh, goalies at, his, at, at the time for his age group um, in North America. Um, but he passed away uh, from a freak accident, and so our – our goalie school kind of uses that number 35 as like motivation for everyone. I, I wanted that number, um, but it just wasn't available for me. So I just picked the next one that was. So 31, just kind of, I'm not superstitious at all. I just kind of go with whatever they gave me. <laughs> the 35 number would have been a way better story, but <laughs> I guess we'll just settle with 31. But that's awesome yeah. about that. <laughs> It's it's a whole goalie school that where that kind of prides himself on the thirty five. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it, the his name was Ian Jenkins, um, and he he went to the school like ever since he was really young, um, and so we our school the goalie camp kind of morphed that into their like um, I guess like mission statement. Uh, so they have like thirty five, and they have HAP, like have a purpose. So a lot of guys will put it on their inside of their glove on their blocker and they're um, catching the hand and just kind of anytime you go out on the ice, like go out there with a purpose. Um, don't like waste your opportunity at all. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's a really cool story out of a, a tragic situation, but yeah, that's a, that's a cool legacy that you guys have created around that. Yeah. Well, Ethan, that's um, all I so, got for you, but uh, what you got anything, Mason? I was just to say, yeah, so um, your Michigan guy, maybe Red Wings is what I'm thinking, but I was going to ask you who your favorite team is and do you have a pick this year for the uh, the, OH, the NHL? Uh, I'm a diehard Red Wings fan. Got a root for the home team. But uh, I would not pick them to win the Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's a short season. Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, I like Vegas. Um, like to see Vegas go a little farther, uh, especially after their first year with their success. But um, yeah, those are basic, those are my two teams: the Red Wings and the the Golden Knights. So nice, nice. Cool. So, but uh, hopefully, you guys have a better luck this weekend against BYU down in and down at the Peaks. So, what time are those games at on Friday and Saturday? Uh, they should be at seven o'clock. Damn nice, nice. All right, so uh, and they can get their tickets at the door, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you guys down awesome. down there. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully, we can uh, yeah. even up the series. Yeah, come back with a W. Hey, one last thing is what's uh, where can people follow you, and what's the best place to follow Utah State hockey before you go? Uh, you can follow. I mean, like, just Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, USU Hockey. You'll be able to find us pretty consistent on posting updates about games, information about schedules and stuff. 
that's my own Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then I just have like my Instagram. It's just Ethan Weezy. If you search that, you'll be able to find me. Nice. Yeah, go give him a like and see the beautiful hikes and that 31 blue sweater. Hey, yeah. good luck next weekend and thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, have no a good problem. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, that was a good interview with uh, Ethan Weissy. Yeah, Ethan, I think it's Weissy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I messed it, it up again. <laughs> you had it. You were so close. I was, you had that, I was the, like focusing too much. End. I was focusing too much. <laughs> but what a, yeah a really great guy a humble guy and uh seemed like just a great a great dude to have on your team and having the net especially with his his history yeah uh, playing his, out of michigan and then a few years of juniors yeah his juniors i mean is like his road to utah that was that was quite the road but that was awesome yeah, I think it's cool how it's, it's like, yeah, my buddies went there and they just started texting me and telling me to come play. And, <laughs> and here he is, you know, in his junior year now yeah. as, as a goaltender for him. It's, it's cool to see. Okay, um, so, uh, yeah, Friday and Saturday down at the Peaks Arena, watch Utah State and BYU battle it out. Tickets available at the door. Yeah, and if, uh, if you got some time, maybe I'll uh, hit it up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I down know you're. County. I know you're still out of town, Mason. But I'll see what I can do. To like, at, get me to the game. Is that what you're saying? No, just me, not you. Sorry. Just you. Okay. <laughs> I ain't got it's a. Just, I ain't got, you, a, I ain't got a jet. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you gonna Facebook Live me or like Facetime me at the game? Like, here you go. And my phone dies like 25 minutes into the game. I'm like, well, the first period was cool. Yeah. But on a. On a different note, um, the Brighton High School hockey team asked, actually uh, lost the player this last week. Logan Giorgetti, um passed away this last week. It's kind of a sad news. So looked like he was a great guy and a big part of that team. Um, the team and the family have a GoFundMe page that you can find on the late or on the Brighton High School uh, hockey team. Instagram, um, their link is in their bio. So, rest in peace, Logan. You know, hopefully you're skating up there. So, yeah, have fun skating up where you're at now. And uh, rest in peace. Our hearts goes out. Our heart and soul. You know, condolences go out to the family. And uh, yeah, if you guys are you know able to give something and you know feeling generous, you know go go look at that GoFundMe and, and support him and in Brighton hockey. It's always tragic to hear about a, a fellow hockey player you know, passing away because the hockey community is still a little, is rather small and tight knit. So when you lose anybody from, you know, men's league to the college level or, you know, youth, it, you know, it hits us all. So rest in peace, buddy. Yeah. You've been catching up on, on the NWHL hockey. You, you know, I've been trying to follow along. I noticed my pick, they're doing okay. They're two, one and oh. Yeah, the, uh, Connecticut Whale. They're looking to play again on February the 1st, tomorrow. Yeah, my pick, the Buffalo Buttes, they got one win. They're not looking so hot. Yeah, is it, is it Toronto has the most wins? I think they Yeah, Toronto has the most and... wins. Well, they well they have they have 3 are wins they... and one overtime loss, but they do have one more game played than Minnesota that has been running the table also. So, looks like Toronto and Minnesota the top teams. 
Connecticut, Boston, or, you know, in that middle. I mean, they're really only one game away from being in the same, you know, bracket, I guess you could say. And then Buffalo with only one win, not looking so hot for my pick. And the Metropolitan team went home with the mumps. Oh, did they? <laughs> well, I guess they didn't get the mumps. It was COVID, but <laughs> you know, did they get COVID? I didn't realize they got the COVID. Yeah, they got the COVID. And I guess they just bounced. So, I mean, that's hard at this point with a short what a two week season. Yeah, the, the River Tears just start. Yeah, yeah. So that's sad news, and I mean they've had a lot of drama going on off the ice with the. This Eric Nardini of uh, Barstool Sports. Yeah, the big CEO of Barstool Sports getting taking some heat from uh, reporters and, and fans alike. It looks like saying that the NWHL should stay away from her. She shouldn't buy in, get a team or, or nothing. For a team that's struggling to just kind of keep the doors open, or I guess the doors aren't open right now, but keep you know players on the ice and keeping people's interest, I think – shunning away a CEO of a, you know, a billion dollar company is kind of not the best way to go, no matter what it, you know, what it brings. But I think that they're kind of keeping their, their uh, doors closed to people who want to support it is the way I look at it. Yeah. I think it's a bold move, you know, trying to, yeah, push away a a big influence and a, and a voice for women's hockey and Erica Nardini, especially when she's, you know, been, you know, posting and talking about the league and she's had players on her show. Like, And she's still, and even though the league has shunned her, like really shunned her, she still is supporting it. She's still asking people to watch women's hockey, which, you know, there's a lot of people think that Barstool is just trying to do this for a money issue. They want more money. They want more attention. But I think they're really, they really have women's hockey at the, at the middle of their heart, you know, and they're wanting to support it and wanting to push it and think it's a great thing. But because a place like Barstool also promotes, you know, sexiness of women, I guess you could say, but you can still be a supporter of women's hockey and bikinis in the same sentence, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it seems to work for sports illustrated, right? I mean, they, exactly sports information and then they come out with the the bikini or the body issue now whatever they have and you have athletes of every sport you know with the bare minimum on or if nothing on turn to these weird athletic poses and it's like oh the body issue what an amazing thing sports illustrated is doing yeah highlight these athletes you're like well so it's great when they do it huh but the new guys on the block they they can't do both they can you have to be a straight shooter or you're not with us yeah just because every dad in america had the box of sports illustrated catalogs (laughs) (laughs) swimsuit edition you know (laughs) in a (laughs) shoebox under their bed you know they can't support women's hockey also so i mean come into the room I'm a Did big you take something from me. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm, say what it is, but just yeah. put it back. <laughs> I'm a big supporter of women's hockey, but also I like good-looking women, you know. So it, I think I can support both. I think everybody can support both, and I think that any anything for women's hockey is great right now. And I think it's really something that the ball is rolling, and is actually the largest, um, the fastest-growing sport for women. Actually, is women's hockey. Yeah, and I and I, I think that's great. So yeah, I think highlighting you know the beauty of the athlete and 
the uh, amazing talent and excitement that the women bring to the sport, yeah, it can go hand in hand. Yeah. So I, hopefully uh, they work past their issues. We'll see. And well, Nardini's still, I, I don't better plug in. If you want to help me buy a team, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I guess they are going to wrap up their season this week and the championships will be this weekend on NBC Sports Network. Yeah, so be sure to catch the uh, remaining games this week on their Twitch page. And then, which well, is for free, by the way, yeah. If you just if you go to their league site and the games are just, there's a link right there. But then, yeah, NBC Sports for the semis. It's going to be exciting. I, I'm, you know, I think the, the players don't have any say in what really is being said or the drama. So I think if you're watching women's hockey, that's who you're really supporting. So. Go support these girls, watch these games on Twitch, and for sure tune in on NBC Sports this weekend to watch the semifinals and the finals. Yeah, definitely do it. I'm a huge supporter, and and I my brother mentioned this when we had Trace on the show, but you know our mom was a huge inspiration to us. She was a you know a top female hockey player in Utah for a long time, and when she started playing, that wasn't as big, and she didn't have the opportunity to go play college, but. She played, you know, women's hockey for many years, and now she plays in a, in a men's league in Phoenix. So um, watching my mom play as a kid and watching her win the skills competition at Nationals when I was 12 was, a, you know, a big part of me wanting to play hockey and get on the ice. So I'm all for the women's hockey, and I hope the NWHL continues to grow and the, and the brand and the sport gets, gets bigger and more diverse. Yeah, your mom was at the skills competition when you were young? Yeah, we. I thought about that. Maybe we should get my mom on one of these days. But yeah, she. Uh, she was actually uh, like on the original Team Utah uh, ladies team that they started sending to nationals every year for uh, like USA Hockey. Yeah, and uh, she the first year they went, it was in Rochester, New York, and we went out there. I was in sixth grade, and uh, they had a skills competition. It was like there was really two. Like so, it was one from every team that they, you know, you put in for. And uh, basically there was, like, two top players on Team Utah that my mom was playing, that, like my mom and this this other lady, Erin Gould, that was originally from Canada. But my mom, Erin was, like, not the, like, under-the-pressure kind of player, you know. Like she didn't like all the uh, eyes on her. So my mom stepped up and went to the skills comp. And she there was four events. She skated up, and there was a bunch of you know all the other ladies from the other teams like their fan or their uh, fellow teammates you know cheering them on and they were all around us and they were like the very first event was you know fastest skater and they were like you're gonna smoke this chick when my mom got up there she's so short and uh she's got no speed my mom ended up winning and my stepdad's like who's smoking who and <laughs> you know indirectly like latching out to everybody and she ended up winning three of the four events and uh took home a free pair of eastern skates <laughs> she won three out of the four and got a free pair of skates. Yeah, the only one she didn't win was like the one timer contest because she didn't really, she didn't have a strongest clapper being five foot, you know, tall and a uh, hundred and twenty pounds. But she won the uh, shootout competition, the fastest skater, and then it was I think a wrist shot competition or something. But yeah, that is awesome. So, man, who who knows what have, would have happened if there was an NWHL back when your mom was playing. Right? I know. And she was in the newspaper at 8 for pl- making the boys travel team, the Coca-Cola team in Utah with Steve Kwanawachuk, actually. 
Same team? So, yeah, same team. She played with Quantum Walchuk, and she still has. I saw the, or my mom still has the article. They were like, I can't think, I think they called her an animal on the ice. <laughs> and then it was pretty cool when uh, she had to stop in Bantams because of the checking and stuff. Her dad pulled her out after she got clobbered a few times. And uh, when she returned to the ice, found the women's team, the Black Diamonds in Salt Lake in uh, 224. Someone put an article out. I think it was like in the West Jordan Journal or something. Like Shannon's back. <laughs> like, it was like 16, 17 years later, or something almost twenty years later. Dude, that is awesome. That is. She lives and your parents live down in Arizona, right? Yeah, so they're now in in Mesa, and uh, <clears> she's still playing. She plays on like a men's league team, and I went out there for the Christmas holiday, and we actually got to skate three times at drop-in style with me and my two brothers and her. And it, was, it was a lot of fun. Dude, I was just talking with Autumn that we should go down to Arizona to watch a Coyotes game since they're letting fans in. That would be an awesome time. Yeah, that stadium's nice, too. They don't. It's funny, I wouldn't watch a Penguins game there, and I think there were more Penguins fans than Coyotes fans. <laughs> and I was there, you know, and my Penguins stuff cheered them on, and it's like, this is a... A pretty nice place. The weather's always awesome. You know, you walk out, you're not cold at all. Yeah, uh, maybe it's not always awesome. Maybe you you can be breathing fire in the summer, but <laughs> yeah, we should we should go down there for an NHL game though, since we could watch one there. So yeah, we could get my whole fan bam along with us. <laughs> nice, hanging out with the <laughs> yeah. whites. Let's get it. Nice. So let's just go into the NHL, you know, since we're already talking NHL hockey, let's go into the NHL. Any highlights from you this week in the NHL that you want to talk about? Um, well, tough break. We talked about this earlier. I, Jim Rutherford stepping down as the Penguins GM seven games into the season. You know, I don't I, know what that's going to look like for them. You know. I, I think he, his long list of, not so great moves, and I've, I, I'm, I'm betting it was like somebody just said something in passing. He was just like, yep, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and maybe he was, I mean, I'm sure he was under the microscope, I'm sure, already. And then, you know, 71 years old, they, they made that statement saying, no, he's a true Pittsburgher and made it sound like, you know, there was nothing like leading up to that, but it almost does seem like you wonder if, if the writing was on the wall in some form because, you know, the, the on-ice success has not been at the level that they want, you know, or that they expect the last few years, and then the moves they've made to try and get there, trade yeah, away well, a lot he, of young players. Yeah, he signs Jack Johnson to kind of a overpriced, and then he buys him out within a year. That doesn't yeah, look good. Yeah, and then took a, the defenseman from Florida in the trade – Thinking about he Matheson. Has, he has a bad contract. Matheson, yeah, <laughs> he has away, like a similar contract. Yeah, the trade away Patrick Hornquist. So, not. I mean, yeah, and yeah. Hornquist was he was not happy with that one, but it looks like he's kind of taken to it, and he's. He, I mean, he started out the season with three goals and three games for Florida. So, yeah, it's he's having success down in Florida. So, I mean, it's good for him and that that franchise. But yeah, tough break for the Pens. The Pens have not won a game on the road this year either. Yeah, and they only have one win in regulation. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a tough year for so, Pittsburgh. I mean, they're still sitting at fourth place, but 
yeah, they're going to have to start winning some games in regulation on the road. Hey, when you make... when you got Crosby and Malkin, you can win any game. Yeah, and Crosby got another OT winner. Dude, the yeah, OT and, uh, winners were on fire last night. The OT winners, yeah, with what is it? Ovechkin, twelve minutes. Ovechkin, McDavid, and Crosby, all number one picks. OT winners within twelve minutes. Yeah, and it was right after the uh, first full moon of twenty twenty one. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. And then the stars aligned. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> what in the world? And we were blessed. The hockey gods blessed us with this with that night and uh but yeah Ovechkin got a 708th goal to tie Michael Gardner for seventh all time yeah he moved up to seventh and I honestly think he can pass up Esposito and Marcel Dion and I think he could probably pass up Pat um Brett Hole at 741 in this season I mean that's 30 something goals away but I think even in a short season yeah. yeah As long as he stays out of the party room, he, he could he could he could move up to right behind uh, Yarmer Yager. He could be at fourth by the end of the season, I think. Yeah, it, as long as he's not you know taking shots of vodka with a fellow Russian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from Washington, he, I, it easily seems like yeah, thirty goal season for him is within cape you know reach right there. Possibly another. I mean. Probably another forty goal season, really. Yeah, I mean, he would have to score another thirty-three goals to pass uh, Brett Hull at seven forty-one, but I think it's doable. Yeah, isn't he? Didn't he have a what a fifty-goal season last year? Yeah, I mean that was in. No, he had forty-nine goals. Forty-nine. He was okay. tied. Him and Pasternak were tied at forty-nine, I believe. And yeah, but that, that was, was cut what, short. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure oh, he's right. got he 30. Yeah. yeah, they didn't get a finish. He was a couple games short, so he definitely would have had another 50 goal season, but cut short. But also, think about this: Ovechkin was drafted, and then we had the full lockout season, and then we had the half lockout season, and then we had last year cut short, and then this year cut short. So. In there, there's probably at least two full seasons he's been robbed of. So, I mean, you had two more. He could more... be in second place right now. Dude, he could be seriously be up there in second place. I mean, he gets up. I mean, that's 801 goals. But I guess, he, yeah, two, another 100 goals and he'd be in second place. So, Yeah, Ovi has been the best goal scorer I've seen in the last 20 years, hands down. I mean, he's just been so consistent and... You know, when he posts up on top of that circle, good luck to those tenders. <laughs> yeah. So, and there was a, there was a bunch of rumors going around that he was going to opt out of the rest of the season that like people were talking about, and I, I was I heard another kid bring it up, and I was like, dude, there's no way Washington's in first without Ovechkin. He's not jumping back on to come back and you know not try and win our Stanley Cup. No. He was so hungry when they went to the when they finally got their cup. You know, it was like Ovechkin wasn't going to be denied a Stanley Cup when he finally when he made it to the finals. Yeah, and then coming back last night and getting that OT goal just just proved that he's still ready to play and he wants to play. Oh yeah, I I don't see Ovechkin going away anytime soon. Definitely not this season. Yeah, and then speaking of another uh, 
number one pick, Lafreniere, gets his first goal. Remarkably, in OT also. The OT winner for goal number one on the season. That was pretty cool to see. I guess he's been he a was big the, moment for him. Yeah, I, I guess he was the first first round like first pick overall that ever got his first goal in overtime. So seems like it's so a good. So that's something that he holds. Yeah. So I mean, it took him a little while, but once he got it, it was good. Yeah, I think that one. I would say worth the wait. You know, for a moment like that. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes it's a bittersweet when you wait for something, but really nice when it pays off like that. Yeah, so it would be cool to see uh, him continue to improve and what, what numbers he's able to put up this season from there. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of been a downer. I mean, Jack Hughes was the number one last year, and he didn't have a very good season, but he's turned it around this year and played very well. So Lafreniere. Yeah. He really hasn't been the the Sidney Crosby everyone was, you know, comparing him to because of their same, you know, routes they took to the NHL and yeah. all their accolades they had before they got to the NHL. But, you know, maybe he'll pan out and be a, that type of player because it uh, looks like Jack Hughes is becoming the type of player that we all thought he was going to be. Right. It, it's hard to be a Sidney Crosby or an Ovechkin in year one. So, you know, he could be next season or in a couple of years, you know. Like, yeah, because Jack Hughes really coming into his own and Nolan Patrick out there in Philly, was he, wasn't he the year before? No, Jack, he, he, was supposed, he, was a, he was supposed to go number one, but he actually went number two. It was uh, oh, right. Nico Heischer that also plays with Jack Hughes on the Devils. He was the first pick that year. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, Nolan Patrick's really, you know, he's starting to come into his own too out there in Philly, so. Yeah, he kind of had a rough season last year and sat out the most season with um, injuries. So good to see him going again. Um, Anything else you want to talk about from this last week in the NHL? No, those are actually my big highlights um, that I was thinking about hitting, touching on as well. You know, the Lafreniere goal, the crazy OTs. I mean, the the only I think the only thing else that I can talk about is Ottawa still sucks because everybody before this season was started, dude, watch out for Ottawa. Watch out for <laughs> Ottawa. They're lo- they're looking like they got a good team. And it was like, dude, it's Ottawa. I don't care if you get Matt Murray. That's got two Stanley cups as a rookie, or you get Tim Stutzel, the only pick in this year's draft besides Lafreniere that looks NHL ready. Dude, Ottawa sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit that Kachuk out there in the gang, Matt Murray. You know, it's it's still gonna they're gonna put in have to put in some more work before they're the team that everybody was projecting them to be this year. I I, and, uh, I if I was a betting man, I bet Brady Kachuk will leave the Ottawa Senators before they are any type of contender. I mean, I, that's a, that's a solid bet because what Kyle Turris didn't last out there. No. And, and uh, ever since Alfredson and you know Anderson have left, it's, we haven't seen much of anything come out of Ottawa. <laughs> no, they had that one season. No, you had a uh, that one season that they were in the the Eastern Conference Finals, Game Seven against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. Oh yeah, it gets- and they. Oh yeah, was that Alfredson was gone that year? Huh? That was after. Yeah, Alfredson. that was after Alfredson. After Spezza was already gone too, but. Um, it was more just like a a lucky season is what 
it seemed like it ended up being because yeah. Bef- after that, they were nobodies. I think that was the year of the Hamburglar. Oh, that's right, the Hamburglar. That was it. Was kind of like that a year that Arizona had. It was like 2012, I think. Yeah. When it was like Arizona went to the Western Conference Finals and lost to L.A. And you're was it L.A. or Chicago? Yeah, it was L.A. Yeah. When I mean, you're like Arizona's finally good. That's awesome. And then they were like right back down to the bottom of the standings <laughs> the next season. You're, yeah. Oh, maybe not. There's just some teams that just never seem to turn it around. I mean, you got your Ottawa, your Arizona, your Florida Panthers. <laughs> Even yeah, though consistently... I, Florida looks good this year, and and they could pull it out, but they're not a team that when they disappoint, that you're surprised by any means. No. Yeah. Get it on the head of there. So, did you catch any of Mar- Mighty Ducks cartoons this week, Mason? You know, my course material was a lot more dense than I thought this last week. So, I was probably a little in over my head when I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. We had some late nights. And I didn't catch anything. What about oh, you? I watched a little bit. Like, I also had a pretty busy week, but I did watch it. I realized, I thought there was only like four or five episodes, I thought. But there's 26 episodes, so... It's all right. I didn't watch the entire series either, but good stuff. 26. I didn't know that. Yeah, 26 episodes. Wow. And the guy so who's... So on a positive note, for anybody looking to watch it, 26 <laughs> episodes are available. It's a good binge. It's a good binge. And the the main bad guy, uh, Lord Draganis, his uh, voice is the guy is the the guy from the hotel in Home Alone 2. So, like, you can't... Like get it out of your brain, like his face when like this evil. Oh, guy is, is it talking. really? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just hear him, like your cheese pizza, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just think that you know Kevin McAllister is gonna pop out at any moment, but I mean your characters, you got your your you know light characters, you got your your Michelangelo's, your Ninja Turtle characters, so it's definitely a good cartoon to watch and definitely entertaining yeah especially if you're a you know a 90s kid or early 2000s you know growing up wanting to go down memory lane and uh see some nostalgia or is that that's early was that 90s that show yeah it was Was definitely in the 90s it was it was probably around 95 96 yeah okay maybe yeah i think it was 96 i think the episodes were in 96 around that area it was the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah, and they don't they play Arrowhead Pond just like they did, like because the Honda Center used to be called Arrowhead Pond, so they, it looks just like the Honda Center. Like when we were watching it, my daughter was like, "Is that the Honda Center?" And I'm like, "Well, it's Arrowhead Pond, but that's what the Honda Center used to be called." So, but it looks just like it. And, that's but a they, pretty cool moment. Yeah, see your daughter like you that you know as you're yeah. watching the, <laughs> the show for your childhood. Is that the, this place? Like. Yes, but it was the older version or the older name, but yeah. <laughs> but all the dad moment right there. Yeah, but the teams they play are not like other NHL teams. Like they're playing the Flamingos or the Pirates or, <laughs> you know, all these random teams. But so it's definitely a good TV show to watch if you're looking for something fun to watch with the kids. Hockey related if you've watched Mighty Ducks or Miracle about 700 times. Um,. And also, on another note, this last week, Disney Plus announced the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the new TV show that's going to be on Disney Plus, 
is going to be premiering March 26th. So, yeah, what better way to warm up to the, for that than to start, you know, finish out the Mighty Ducks cartoon yeah, and then so, go right back into a new, a new live action Mighty Ducks movie so or bin- TV show. TV yeah. So binge the Mighty Ducks um, cartoon show and then be ready for uh, Game Changers, which also Emilio Estevez will be in. That's so exciting. I'm Emilio Estevez. He's just been around the that Mighty Ducks and that Disney hockey culture for so long. So it'll be cool for all of us. Yeah, you know, they used to watch Mighty Ducks movies. Coach Bombay, but I think Coach Bombay is actually in the in the new show. He'll be coaching against the Mighty Ducks. I think the Mighty Ducks have now become like the powerhouse team that don't want the crappy you know District Five kids to play. So. Maybe he's coaching the Hawks. Maybe he's going to jump back to the Hawks. Ooh, we'll see. All right, well, I'm going to be excited for that. That's all we got this week. So anything else from you, Mason? No, stay safe, everybody. You know, if you're uh, in the Lawton area and you want to get a hold of me, you know, reach out to Welcome to Cup Talk. (laughs) 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 All right, Mason. I'll be out here for another three weeks. All right, everyone send Mason a care package to get through the, you know, this next three weeks. This lovely Fort Sill, guys. And uh, be sure to follow us at Welcome to at Welcome to Cup Top on IG. Or uh, catch us on Apple, Spotify, whenever you get your podcast. And another note, nobody, no questions. Did, did none come through? I didn't see any questions. So everybody, get your questions this weekend. Let's, let's answer some questions. Let's, tell us how you feel. Tell us that we suck. We're great. We're your new favorite show. Or... You don't even know what hockey is. We don't care. Hit us up. We'll answer your questions. Yeah. You can slide it right into the app. Welcome to Cup Talk. Slide into anytime. our DMs. We encourage it. <laughs> All right, Mason. Hey, it's been real for another one. Yeah. You enjoy the rest of your week out there. Hey, you too. We'll talk to you later. That, later, Mason. <laughs>